you'll send out the message to all these wholesalers and any groups, any meetups that you go to, anything like that. You say, I want a max 75% ARV deal. Anybody who is in the business understands what that means and they're going to understand that's what you're looking for. If you're a residential real estate agent earning $200,000 a year and you want to grow your passive income, this show's for you. Learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey to investing in assets like apartment communities so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall DeCleared. Let's go, baby. All right. Welcome back. It's great to have you today. Happy Friday. I am excited to talk about today's uh, lesson, I guess I'll call it, because I put out a short video the other day and it went viral and it was just something simple I'd seen on Instagram or Facebook, something like that. I can't recall exactly where it was, but I saw a guy put out a video and it was real quick about, here's how you buy a $500,000 house. You go out and you're going to buy, you're going to get a 80% loan. So you need $100,000 cash and just go borrow that money from friends and family. And you're going to get this house with no money out of pocket. You're going to cash flow it. And then you're going to refinance this thing in just a couple of years and bingo, bango, this is how you're going to go out and buy a bunch of property. I saw that and immediately just laughed and it got frustrated all at the same time because of how not just simplistic it was. I don't know if it was just kind of like clickbaity in the sense of just something so simple, like this is how you can do it. You go out and crush real estate. That's just not how it works. So anyway, I put out a video that was like, here's how you buy a $200,000 house and you go out and you actually, the steps you need to take. So I'm going to add a little bit of video to this. If you're listening on the podcast, then I'll screencast it for you. I'll I'll give a play-by-play of what I'm writing down and what I'm doing. But really want to go through and actually give actionable item that you can go if you're trying to find a property and you want to be in it for a discount, how you can actually go about doing that and some of the rationale behind this very simplistic step, that the process that I go through. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Give me one sec here. All right. So this is the lesson essentially that this other person was trying to go through and give. And his example is a $500,000 house. And you go out, you're going to get a $400,000 loan. All right. That means you need $100,000 in equity. And $100,000 is going to come from friends, family, fools, whatever you want to call it. They're going to give you that money. You're going to be 100% loan to value in this deal. Somehow you're going to cash flow this thing and still return the investor's capital and no problem. Don't worry about any kind of downturn, loss, rents, tenants vacating, (laughs) disruption to the property whatsoever. So immediately, I was like, please don't do this. This is terrible advice. Do not follow it. If you're looking to get started in investing and you want to buy something just like this scenario, I used a $200,000 house really because If you're looking for a rental property, that's a bread and butter play. In most markets, you can find something that's a $200,000 to $300,000 house. It's three bed, two bath or more. And you're going to be able to buy these things and still cash flow them if you follow these steps. So for me, what I want you to do, again, this is a very simple approach, but it's very effective, right? So you should go and talk to every wholesaler you can in your market, right? Wholesalers are guys who specialize in going out, beating the bushes, talking to sellers, and finding properties that need some value-add component done to them most of the time in order to buy them at a discount. And so they're experts at doing this. They're in every single market. There's national wholesalers. There's local wholesalers. We used to run a wholesale company. So 
I understand how this process works and it's a great place for you to quickly find and tap into properties that are well below retail value. So the key thing to this strategy is knowing exactly what you want to buy and telling them what you want to buy. So you can go to any kind of Facebook group. You can start looking in discount property in San Antonio, Texas, a Facebook group or wholesale property, San Antonio or investment property, San Antonio. There's going to be a ton of lists and ton of different groups that pop up whenever you do those searches. Just jump into those groups, throw your email address in there and say, hey, I'm looking for deals. This is what I want. So again, I used a $200,000 purchase. And if you want to be in these deals for 25% equity position or spread, I guess that is, then this is the strategy you follow. So you'll send out the message to all these wholesalers and any groups, any meetups that you go to, anything like that. You say, I want a max 75% ARV deal. Anybody who is in the business understands what that means. And they're going to understand that's what you're looking for. In order to get a 75% deal, here's how the numbers work out. The most that any wholesaler would pay for this property would be, if this was me buying it myself, sorry, investor, uh, would be $150,000. Again, that's a 25% spread from the full retail value. Okay. So $150,000 minus repairs. This is the usual formula that people are going to use. So if the repairs on this property are $50,000, then the most is going to be a $100,000 offer. Okay. That's a max offer. In reality, a wholesaler is going to tack on a fee to this number and they may make $25,000. They may make $50,000. They may make $5,000. It doesn't really matter at that point because you are looking at what is the percent of ARV that they are selling it to you for. I will caution you that right now when there's a little bit of contraction, 75% is aggressive from a year or two ago. There were wholesalers selling properties at 83 to 85% of ARV. Right now, me, if I'm buying it personally, I'd like to be even deeper than 75%. As low as I possibly can get this number, it means the deeper in the money that I will be when I go and actually execute this deal. Okay. So again, you are going to be able to weed out a bunch of properties just by putting this caveat in there when you're talking to wholesalers. But what this means is once you buy it, you're going to pay $100,000, you are going to put $50,000 into it. So you will end up with $150,000 in the deal that is worth $200K. So you have a spread of 25% just from buying it from a wholesaler. These exist. They're all over the place. If you don't believe me, try it out. Reach out to me. I mean, I'll plug you into wholesalers here in San Antonio. So the reason this is so important is when you are going to buy a rental property and you can create some spread in your all-in compared to the resale price, that just makes your cash on cash increase. It makes it to where it's easier to cash flow that property so that you have a spread. Because if you went out and financed this thing and you were able to either get a full $150,000 loan because it's a 75% LTV at that point, then you'd have no money in the deal. And you'd still have that spread. So you'd ideally still be cash flowing. The thing is, if you wanted to leave $50,000 into the deal or $100,000 into the deal, whatever it is, your loan to value is still going to be much lower than if you went and did something like the full purchase price plus investor capital in order to get you to 100% LTV or 100% of the cost of the property, 100% of ARV, essentially. So it's really important that you follow something like this, get the spread. It's fairly simple, but again, it will get you in the money on deals 
all the time when you're going after something like this. So that said, I want to make sure there are a few caveats in here for everyone who's watching this, who's done a bunch of flips and understands, who's worked with a bunch of wholesalers and understands. So what are some of the problems with working with wholesalers? Okay. So number one, I would say inflating the ARV. So if their actual resale value of that property is really $180,000 and they're like, oh yeah, it's worth 200. That's a big problem, right? So you have to be able to go back and self-verify that ARV. So that's just like running comps, talking to realtors. If you have a realtor, great. Ask them, say, hey, look, I'm going to fix this property up. I want to know what it's going to be worth once I finish with it. They'll run comps for you all day because they want your business. If you don't have a realtor, then I highly suggest you do that. If you're an agent and there's a lot of us listening to this, right? Then you can just run comps yourself. So know that going into it, that the ARV could be a big problem if you want, haven't ever worked with that wholesaler, or they just don't know how to run comps themselves. It happens a lot, right? They can overinflate the ARV, then they can juice their profit on the deal. So that's one thing. And then the repairs, right? A lot of times in the past, wholesalers were doing the work. They were the ones that were actually going out and figuring out how much in repairs needed to be done to a property. Everybody in the last few years stopped putting out any repair numbers. They were like, you're an investor. You should go figure it out on your own, which is one, lazy, but two, smart in that economic cycle when you could just post it for as high as you possibly can and make the investor buyer do the work. However, now I'm getting these texts still from wholesalers and they're saying, hey, do you want to buy 123 Main Street? And it's just a price. There's no ARV. They haven't done that work. They want me to go do it. And there's no rehab number to it. And so it is one, lazy, and two, makes it to where I don't trust their numbers that are coming out because they haven't put the work in. So anyway, I say all of that. The repair numbers are a massive part of this equation because if that $50,000 in that same scenario is actually 75000 then it is compressing your spread on the deal. So you could end up at $175,000 all in on this deal that the ARV was 185, not 200. And now you've got a $10,000 spread on the deal that's going to be eaten up in closing costs and fees and holding costs and all the other things associated with it. So there's a reason that at a maximum, I would ever want to be 75% all in on a deal. It's because if I go and sell that thing, and just as a flip, and I don't want to hold it as a rental. If I sell that thing on the back end, I always put in at least 10% in selling costs. It's the buyer agent, seller agent, title fees, taxes, all the things that are associated with that. And then you have holding costs on top of that. So that's 10% of your margin is gone along with whatever holding costs that you had that you need to get factor into the deal. So 25% is like the max that I ever want to be in those deals. All right. So I hope this has helped you understand a little bit more about how you can go out and find spreads in the marketplace currently. I mean, this is a tried and true method that works all the time. It's reliant on you just to recap, finding wholesalers in your market, building relationships with them so that you trust their numbers when they're coming out verifying all their numbers. So you got to be able to run comps and you have to be able to find the repair numbers because if their repair numbers again are off and you don't know how to verify how much it costs to put in flooring or fix a foundation or anything like that, then you're going to be in trouble. And it just requires you looking at a lot of deals. There's going to be a lot of them coming out, but I'm confident if over time you build those relationships, you teach the wholesalers what it is you're looking for, you communicate with them exactly why a deal didn't work out for you 
and say that was close, but I didn't like it because X, Y, and Z. It trains them over time to just send you deals that you can execute on. And just like with a lot of the stuff now that I'm looking at, if you transact one deal with somebody, they are more likely to send you more deals and better deals as you buy more and more from them. All right. So again, I hope you found this information helpful and I hope it helps you go out and actually execute on some acquisitions that you're looking for. You can do this with single family. You can do it with duplex, threeplex, fourplex. If you have wholesalers in that area that are looking for it, you can even do it on your own. Like we did this on our own. We would go direct to seller, talk to them. It's just a very labor intensive business and you're constantly churning deals. You're always looking for things. It's a lot on the front end. So if you don't want to build an entire machine just to go find deals, then working with wholesalers is a shortcut to get there. Just do those steps and you'll be off and running. Good luck with your investing. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Surprisingly, most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional. However, only one in five ever start investing. Most are simply too afraid to start. Once you get educated by listening to this show, you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom. Don't miss a single episode. If you want to stay up to date, the best way is to make sure you're subscribed. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do it now. And we'll catch you on the next episode.